Welcome to the Small Business Big Life Podcast. My name is Derek Van Ness, and I'm the lead wealth strategist and founder at Big Life Financial, where we use innovative tax and financial strategies to help business owners keep more of the money they make and be a whole lot smarter at growing it. We believe every person has something unique and valuable to bring to the world, but far too often money stops them from sharing those gifts. We're here to fix that problem by helping people get money out of the way so they can unleash their full potential on the world. Stick around to the end of the show, and I'll even reveal how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspirational podcasts on the planet. So let's get this thing started now. Well, welcome everybody. It is I, Derek Van Ness, here on the Small Business Big Life Podcast, and we're bringing you another We'll call this a, a hybrid episode. There's going to be a little bit of uh, nuts and bolts and a little bit of the uh, ethereal and, and intangible. And I'm just really excited to see how this mixture comes together. Today, my guest is Kim Woods. Kim, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Derek. I love being here. Yeah, yeah. I hope I didn't use the wrong words there to describe what I think is going to happen. Um, but I'm, I'm excited because you bring a very unique and interesting mix to the business world. And, and I can't wait to tap into your your brain and your soul and all the good things that you're going to share with us. But before we do all that, why don't you take just 30 seconds here, tell us about who you are as a human being and uh, what your business is, what you do, and then how people can connect with you if they're just totally resonate with all the things you're going to share. Yes. So as you said, I'm Kim Woods. I'm a spiritual leader and I'm a transformation expert. And that's what I do in business. I combine the ultimate marriage of spirituality and multi-million dollar business strategy Personally, I am living in Boston, and I have a husband and two children, and they're both college age now. My senior just senior in high school just got accepted to her first choice, so we're very thrilled. Wow, that's awesome. And where can people find you if they want to connect? Yep. So my website is kimwoods.com, and my handles are kimwoodschannel on Facebook and Instagram and on LinkedIn. Awesome. Very, very Awesome. Well, kimwoods.com is not too hard to figure out how to spell. So that's, that's great. Um, well, so Kim, like I always like to ask if you could share one piece of advice or the best piece of advice you've ever been given or something you've figured out that you think is incredibly valuable for entrepreneurs, what would that be? It would be going inward is actually going to give you infinitely more success than following other people's success paths. Okay. So I want to break that down just a little bit more. So um, tell me where you think the real power is in going inward versus following other people's paths. Only, I only say this because a lot of people are big on mentors and systems and doing things that, they're, you know, that have been proven to work. So tell me the, maybe the nuance to why that's so powerful. It's so powerful because you're following your own satisfying success, I like to say. When you say the term satisfying and you say success, that is a fulfillment, a passion, an inspiration, motivation. It's completely sustainable. Whereas if you're doing things and you're you're chasing someone else's definition of success, you might burn out. You might, you know, peter out. You might reach that point of, well, this has been working, but that's not working. And so you can become frustrated and you might not be fulfilled and you don't really know it 
a lot of times because you're you're busy looking externally versus internally. So you're looking at the markers. You're I made mid six figures, or I just reached seven figures, or I just got a you know the millionth follower, or whatever that milestone is that you that you deem to be important. If it's important to you, perfect. It's gorgeous. If it's not, it's not going to be satisfying, and you can't convince yourself that it is. Right. So what I what I hear you saying is when you're doing things that are satisfying or that you're excited about, this is more an allowing versus an efforting, right? Because I see a lot of us like effort, effort, effort. Mm -hmm. And if you're allowing, like, in other words, you're staying true to what's you and letting that come from the inside out, like you're talking, then sure, it's still a ton of energy, but it's renewable energy, right? You're Mm -hmm. repowering yourself as you go a bit like a car does with an alternator. So, uh, very cool. I love that. And I appreciate you taking a little time to go into the nuance because I think sometimes we hear things like that and we're like, that's really cool, but I'm not quite sure what she means. Right. And I'm, I love mentors and guides and systems and processes. And if they're aligned with you, awesome. If they're not, they're just not going to work. I totally agree with that. I, yeah. I work with a mentor and one of his main things is values-based decision-making, like getting clear on what are my values? What are my priorities? What's important to me? So that as we do look at systems, as we do look at creating a business and building it, we're building it for freedom and for satisfaction, to use your word, as opposed to building our own prison, because I've seen a lot of that out there. Absolutely. Yeah. I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. So so tell us a little bit about your journey. You know, you mentioned something to me uh, early on when we were talking about phone numbers about Adobe and, and, uh, or Oracle, I'm sorry, but, uh, tell me, how did you get started in business? You know, a lot of people don't come right out of school and start their own thing. Tell me just a little bit about your journey of how you got, got that going. Yeah, I, I, this sounds terrible, but I got into business because it was easy in college. Like literally (laughs) I'm looking at the matrix, that Rubik's of trying to, you know, graduate on time. And it was like, Ooh, business is the winner. And then I started taking courses and I realized I really love this. You know, I love talking about leadership. I love talking about strategy. I'm a little bit of a business geek. Um, so it really, it really drove me. And then, of course, you graduate and you look for a job. And I had a very successful career. It was pretty vertical, you know, mm-hmm. getting promotion after promotion and just doing more and more and getting on the sell side as well as the consulting side. And I just found my groove. Mm-hmm. And it was it was something that I don't know if I would have stopped it should life have not gotten in my way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of interested and I know this might be jumping around just a little bit, but you, you know, you said you're kind of a business nerd and I got to be honest, when you did your intro, you talked about spirituality and business. I got to be honest, most of the people I know who are business nerds, spirituality isn't their top thing. And most of the spirituality people, their system is like, just let it flow, man. It's cool. So tell me how you marry that. Because I think everyone would agree that if you can be in this state of like, consistency and satisfaction and flow, but also have the systems to support that and really make it go. Uh, that would be the best combination. But how do you how do you manage that? Because those appear to be two opposing forces when you look from the outside. Oh, and and a hundred percent. And this was not, I would love to be able to tell you the story that I woke up one day and all of a sudden everything just beautifully wo- you know wove together. Now 
it, it wasn't like that. It was very much really diving into that intuitive side and what, what pieces of that, I'm going to use an even another word, magic, what right. pieces of that would I want to bring into business and what makes sense? And what I found is because I am a business nerd, I love mm-hmm. the know, like, trust factor when you're talking about your customers knowing, liking, and trusting yourself, because that is a true statement. You know, mm-hmm. anybody in marketing sales knows that. But if you turn that inward and you start looking internally and you know, like, and trust yourself, which means you're following your intuition, you're following your satisfaction definition, you're mm-hmm. really trusting yourself and really trusting that the way money works and that it will flow and come to you, then you are marrying that spiritual aspect as well as the, the business one. So I found that to be the perfect stitching. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you just told us what it's like. So what about the business owner who's out there and they're like, yeah, this this intuition thing sounds great, but like, I'm so busy. A ton of stuff's going on. How how does someone who's maybe not so familiar, I actually spent years trying to hone this, actually mostly as an artist. Like okay. I find that painting really taps me into my intuition. I almost feel like the paintings talk to me. They're like, do this. I need more here. Go there. And so for me, that was like my gateway to starting to figure this intuitive thing out. And then it was like a whole nother leap to bring that into the business world. Because when I'm painting, like I'm in relaxation and and I'm really tuned in and it's like that whisper that comes. So how do we hear that whisper in the business world? Because the business world's loud. There's a lot going on. So someone who's not familiar with this, maybe just give us a little bit of an idea. How do you stay tapped in or get tapped into that? Yeah. Well, the first thing that you want to do is you want to recognize that everybody has an intuition, right? I mean, a lot of people say to me, oh, I don't have one. And I say, "Mm, you're not listening. You're not tapping in, but you're right. Who has swaths of quiet time as you're trying to develop this? So this is what ends up happening. People hire me and I become their intuitive guide. Right. Okay. So we tap into my intuition until they get their intuition developed. Right. And so, so that's one way to do it. But, Mm. but when you're, you're, I'm going to answer your question directly or more directly. And that is that you, you do want to have like quiet moments, but you don't need to have big swaths of time. You have a gut instinct and you know what your gut instinct is. So if you just even take 20 minutes one day and just say, okay, where do I feel a yes in my body and a no in my body? You can use that simple exercise to know, okay, a no is, a no is like, I get that gut punch maybe, and maybe a yes is I get goosebumps. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's your, that's your mm-hmm. signature. Mm-hmm. And if you know that, and you're talking to somebody about hiring them, or you're talking and interviewing a client, or you're doing a discussion like this or whatever, you can literally take a second or two and just internally ask yourself, okay, is this a yes or is this a no? That's one great way to just follow your gut instinct. That's the first step. Yeah, no, as I, you do that oh, more, sorry, as you do that more, you, you are actually opening your intuition. Yeah, yeah. And I, I noticed, so I started doing that. My tell is like, do it, does my chest cave in or do I go, right? Does it make me feel, or does it make me feel like this? And like you said, if you, if you pay attention and you ask yourself, how am I feeling? Not what am I thinking? Mm -hmm. How am I feeling? Your body will respond. And uh, I've done a bunch of different kinds of trainings where they've talked about, they call it finding your tell. And I guess it's different for different people, but that's definitely mine. So if you're out there and you're thinking about it, you can pay attention to those kinds of things. And an easy way that I found to tap into this was think of the time you felt the most loved and the most safe in your life and feel the expansion. Where does that happen or the strength happen? And then think of about a time you felt most vulnerable or in danger. And then 
you'll feel that change and that creates a really pronounced feeling. So you can start to pay attention to it. But I love how you're talking about the the feeling and, and how you have different tells than I do. So that's super cool. Yes. Yeah. And everybody does. And knowing that they're different, you know, and, and yes, we use the term gut instinct. I really like to use the term instinct mm-hmm. because it's, it's more, it's more appropriate because you might get it in different areas in your body. Yeah. But I like how you're using gut instinct. Cause I think we all know that, right. We've met mm-hmm. someone and they were like, no, I don't know what's wrong with this person. They got the right haircut. They're saying the right things, but everything inside me is a stop sign that that is something I think we can all relate with, whether you believed in this idea of intuition or not, you know, that exists. This in my brain is just the next iteration of like being more sensitive to that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, very cool. So, so tell me a little more about your journey. So you get out in the world, you've got this vertical career, especially in the corporate world. It sounds like how, if you're being so successful there, why make the transition? What made you say, you know what, I need to go do my own thing or, or how did that happen? Oh, yeah. I wish it were a happy story. (laughs) (laughs) It never is. (laughs) No, it never is, is it, Derek? Okay. So my son, my my son was born. He was my first child. And you think, okay, great. You know, you have a child and my my oracle was set and we were all set to bring the baby into the office kind of thing. And he was born with significant issues. Mm. And so it literally like, you know, here we are, major stop. And over the next, you know, few years, I, I literally stopped the career and knew that I needed to pivot to his needs. Mm-hmm. And over that time, what I realized is that, you know, at medical Western, you know, technology was wonderful, but only went so far. And mm-hmm. so I started getting into more of those Eastern practices. This is not something I had pursued before. Um, and so it was all new to me, but it mm-hmm. was really the marriage of the two. And as I was pursuing those West Eastern practices, I realized, wow, I'm really intuitive. Right. What if I actually started to listen to my intuition and let that guide me? And I did. And I ended up, you know, quote unquote, developing a whole, you know, medical program for him practically for, let's just say wellness program, right? right. Development program that really worked between the two different aspects and weaving those two together. And as, as that was working and he was seeing tremendous results, I thought there's something to this. Uh-huh. You know, when I incorporated it into my personal life and actually quietly incorporated it in, in the, in the meantime, I had started my own business. I started incorporating it into my business and uh-huh. then really took some years to develop all of these things that didn't come, you know, in a flash. We all wish that it would, but it sure. didn't. Sure. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to report that my son went from, he's never going to be able to throw and catch a ball. He's not going to be able to walk up the stairs naturally. He's not going to have a normal social life. Two, he's a sophomore in college. He's a great athlete, has a great sense of humor, and he has too many friends to count. He's doing wonderfully. Wow, that's so fantastic to hear. Okay, so another thing that came up for me, I've spent a lot of time around entrepreneurs, and I've spent a lot of time around spiritual people and spiritual entrepreneurs. And here's what comes up a lot. And I'm I'm saying this for the skeptics out there, but also I think it's very useful for the, you know, depending on where you're at on the ladder of this whole thing, is Sometimes people, I think, use, oh, it's my intuition, or I feel this, or I feel that. How do you distinguish between what I'm thinking and I want to convince myself I feel and what I'm actually feeling from my intuition? Yeah, definitely. So here's the thing. The mind is always going to be the first one in if we if we let it run amok, right? Because mm-hmm. the mind is there to protect us. And mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing, Derek, right? Like, so for skeptics out there, they're saying, oh, no way, you know, because the mind is saying, this is different. I don't like this. I want to keep you safe. This mm-hmm. is unfamiliar. So the mind immediately closes down. 
right? What the mind does is it's a processor. It's going to continue to process. Intuition is not. Intuition is fleeting. It's it's a whisper. It's a nuance. If you get a like a vibe, right? Like you just ooh, that initial input. Uh-huh. If you don't take a minute to either know and identify it, like we talked a few moments ago, or to say, say, listen and kind of have your ear to the ground, if you will, then the intuition will go away and the mind will take over and continue to turn. So you know it's your mind if you keep ruminating and you keep processing. You know it's your intuition when you say, oh, it's a flash. What was that again? I don't really remember. I didn't, I didn't really, I don't know what that was. That's how you first know that that's your intuition talking to you. Very cool. Yeah, I I literally have gone through stages in my life where you, I like that you use the word flash. Like I would say, people used to flash at me. Like I'm just like, I don't know why, but I need to talk to this person, and I would just like walk over and talk to them. And amazingly, I'd say eighty percent of the time, something significant came out of a conversation that just started up with a total stranger. And this could be at a grocery store, this could be in a parking lot, or it might be at a networking thing or whatever. But some really incredible things have uh, have happened to me that way. And then the other 20%, maybe I'm in left field here, but I'm like, maybe that conversation wasn't for me. Maybe it was for them. So it's yep. never led me wrong, although I don't always you know, know what the real score is, but it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Absolutely. Even, even if you didn't get a, a wonderful opportunity immediately, maybe they planted the seed for something. You know? Oh yeah. And it could have been for them. Oh, I've, I've definitely had that where I've had conversations literally where I bumped into someone who flashed at me in the grocery store and I'm, you know, not talking that kind of flash, but, <laughs> but like I had this lady and I had a significant experience with her standing in the middle of the grocery store. And she just, I, she said, Oh yeah. Have you heard about this? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. And we talked through it and we, it was something that I was grappling with and she walked away and like, it was almost like she was there and she delivered this message and then she was gone and it was crazy. Like that was one of those things where I'm like, was that an angel? And I'm not necessarily like a believer in like, oh, there's angels all around you all the time. I'm not saying I've ruled that out, but uh, was very, very interesting to me. And those are the kinds of things that you're like, hmm, there might be a lot more at play than I realize here. And Absolutely. I just need to shut up and listen a little bit better. So, so tell me how, when you work with clients, like what, how have you been able to successfully take these two ideas that appear to be in opposition. Cause I think a lot of business owners have this, they want to put their heart into stuff, but then there's the mechanics of it all. And they're afraid if they put their heart out there, maybe that's going to interfere with the mechanics or if they care too much about employees, that's going to create a problem or, or whatever the thing is. How do you help people marry that as they work with you? Absolutely. There's a, there's a deepening that happens. There's a, there's a knowing that gets developed, right? And then there's certainty that's created. So we always work with the mind first. Because the mind is the first, as I said before, it's the first either opening gate, it's a gatekeeper. It's either going to open or it's going to close. And so we want the mind to stay open. So I always say I give the mind candy, right? So we give, you know, we, I have, a, I have a, you know, the true KLT assessment, which helps you create a persona of your no like trust factor, because that's much more appealing to you than, than saying, well, do you trust yourself? You know, do you really know yourself? Right. That doesn't like it. Listen to my voice too. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm doing this like crazy, like, you know, speech rhythm here, but, um, but, but with that, you can then say, Oh, okay. I'm a wise strategist or I'm an intuitive visionary. It just gives you the ability for your mind to open and create awareness. And once your mind can be open, 
I literally, I mean, I'm really woo. I go and walk into your stars the minute you were born. I want to see what your soul wanted to do. I want to see what your true life purpose is. I want to see what your power signature is and what your money definition is and what how success relates for you and where you want to be brave and what you're going to quake in your boots over and how you're passionate about your, your work. And we literally lay out your whole purpose. And then we look at your leadership style. Yeah, this is this is this is like intuitive knowing coming in with all these business facets that I'm talking about. I can talk about your communication style and I can talk about your sales expression. I can talk about your definition for legacy and all these things. And so that's where the marriage comes in. So at first it's me telling you, but as I always say to my clients, it doesn't matter that I know it matters that they know. Yeah. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, so I get them. It's like, it's like we, I keep them in six month containers when they're working with me one-on-one or in small group program. And we're going through a transformation. We're going to go through, you know, if, if you're at a certain level of your business and you want another level or you're having issues of balancing your family and, and work or or you're not satisfied any longer and you're thinking, why aren't I satisfied? I should be, you know, there's a should. I should be uh-huh. satisfied. Uh-huh. Or you've reached a plateau. A lot of times people come to me, they've reached a plateau and it's really a leadership situation because they are not fully in their own, you know, lockstep in alignment with their purpose. So maybe their vision isn't being able to be communicated, or maybe that's not the case. Maybe it's that they're, that they really don't know their power center and they don't know what their style is. So they're trying to follow someone else's definition of good leadership and it just doesn't fit and their Uh people know it. Uh Or they might not be making the money that they want to make in order to be able to invest in their business and in themselves to make impact. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is a lot of the people who come to work with you, like they've had some degree of success, but they may have hit a ceiling in some way, shape or form, whether they need to change paths or they're gone as far as they can with what they know. Now it's time to open up that next level of, of knowing, so to speak, so that they can propel themselves forward. Does that sound sort of accurate? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone's out there and they're listening and they're like, you know, I've kind of hit the ceiling things are good, but like something's not quite right, or I'm losing my passion or my fire. Or Listen, I know a lot of people who through this whole pandemic thing have come to realize they've had enough time to think some of the busyness got out of the way to where they're like, Hey, this thing I've been doing, like maybe it's run its course or maybe there's more for me out there. Um, so how would you, uh, how would you tell someone to maybe engage with that? Like, because a lot of people, they've got a business, it's successful, they got a family, they got to pay bills and take care of things. And, and what they have is good enough, right? How, how, what would you say to people who are in that boat? Because I talk to a lot of them, people who are successful enough, they really want more, but they're afraid to let go of what they have because it's gotten them where they are. Right. That's the mind talking, right? The mind is like, it's comfortable. I'm making this much. This is good. I make more than this person. I made more than I did last year. Here's the thing. Sometimes money's too expensive. Mm, Security is definitely too expensive, right? So if you're, if you're, if you are actually saying freedom is my most important thing and time off is my most important thing. And I want things to just be running, you know, smoothly and easily in the background, that's going to be a certainly different approach than someone who says, I want to make massive impact. Uh And I really want to lead, you know, maybe be a thought leader or leave a legacy, or I want to have you know, a multi, you know, eight figure or multi seven figure business going to the eight figure place, you know, placement. Mm -hmm. That's a, you know, you know, that's a whole different um, approach. Sure. What I will say is the mind is going to say it's good enough. 
Sure. It always says it's good enough. It's the heart that whispers to you and says, yes, but what about? So if you're feeling unsatisfied, a little frustrated, a little aggravated, if your temper is getting a little bit short, you know that it's time for a change. That's your indicator because something just doesn't fit anymore. And it, and as much as you try to talk yourself into it, it just doesn't fit anymore. And so yep. pretty soon that energy and that push is going to get loud enough that you're going to want to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I've been through shedding my skin, so to speak, three or four times in my life and my career. I've lived all over the country and it seems like every time I do, I become a different person. So it's quite, quite interesting, the whole thing. Um, so maybe share with me, Kim, obviously, you know, you have tremendous uh, insight and experience at this. Tell me about a, uh, maybe a challenge you've run into. I know a lot of people who are listening, who are solopreneurs, who are coaches, who are in maybe somewhere in a similar type of world. And in that particular kind of world has some unique challenges. Maybe share with me something you've run up against that you had to figure out and how you did it. Oh, everything, right? I mean, so <laughs> you know, my, my last business was, was straight business strategy. And, you know, I was getting the push to go into the intuitive side, certainly. Now, that was happening as well as brick and mortar versus online. Mm -hmm. So what was happening, I had a very successful business, business strategy firm, and I was getting dissatisfied. Seven figure, clients loved me, all referral based, didn't really have to do a lot. My people were happy and I'm just, it just didn't fit anymore. Mm -hmm. And what I did, I am a strategist. So what I did, and I am intuitive, right? What I did, I took a step back and I said, okay. My children are this age and they're going to be that age, right? And they're going to be college age. So therefore, I want to have much more flexibility. And and I also want to really figure out the weaving of the intuition in the business. So those two things were the driving forces. Okay. Then you have me. A little bit of a dinosaur. I didn't really know the whole social media world. I got to tell you, it's the Wild West out here. So that whole referral base, knowing how to build a business, do all the marketing and sales was is completely different than being out here in the online space, be, you know, oh, yeah. solopreneur again and saying, okay, giddy up, let's go, right? So yeah, all the things. All the things that I did wrong, I did all the things wrong, right? So even even when you're you have all this business savvy and you have all this success behind you and you're and you're trying to do a new things, recognize that you are going to have and what I what I call the summer of fast fails, right? My approach was I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that, and and again I knew myself and so the offerings were the same, but my approach in this brand new marketplace was different. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I gave myself permission to just try. Yeah. So I took a whole summer. It was a few summers ago. I took a whole summer and it became the summer of fast fails. That was not the intent, but it certainly did. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you say that. What came to my mind was giving myself permission to suck because I kind of believe that before you're good at something, you're bad at it. So I always tell myself, well, Derek, just start sucking because Mm -hmm. that's where pretty much everything begins. And, uh, and we've had to go through that too. We've done a ton more online stuff. Um, a ton more video, a ton more podcasts, all that, because I used to go to a lot of events and I used to speak at events and do all of that. And obviously that evaporated. So yeah, I've gotten to, to really hone my, my new skills this year too. So I totally relate with what you're saying, even though I knew how to sort of do social media, like doing it and doing it right are two completely different things. I agree. I mean, we were on LinkedIn, we but we didn't have a Facebook page. We didn't have any of that. We didn't need it. The business was already successful and we would just cl- get clients because you know that happens. Once you build your your base and you build your referral network, it, clients mm-hmm. come in. Yeah, well, yeah. 
this was a whole different thing. And so now I am, I'm, I'm online and doing Facebook and doing Instagram, LinkedIn. I understood uh-huh. it's a little bit more of that same interaction. It just is online versus in a networking event. Yeah, um, yeah. So that I understood more easily, but I certainly, I did not understand. I understand Facebook better than I understand Instagram. Yeah. 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 They all have their nuances and totally mm-hmm. different audiences and different ways to, to use that. I won't even pretend that I'm an expert, but I have, dabbled a lot to try and figure it out for our business. So it's the same kind of thing here. Absolutely. So, so Kim, you've sprinkled a ton of interesting nuance and, and uh, weaved a lot of different things together for us here. We're coming to the end of our time here, but if people love what you had to say or they want to know more, what's the best way for them to connect with you again? Well, you can definitely go to my website, kimwoods.com. You can take the quiz there. You can find out more about me right there. But you can also follow me. Kim Woods channel is my you know, Facebook page and is my handle on Instagram and on LinkedIn. But I actually have a Facebook group that's a free group that's Power Up Your Prosperity with True KLT. And we do lots of really wonderful things in there. We just did a three-day challenge that everybody just went cuckoo over because we. I give a lot away because I can. So, that, so I like to do that. Um, but if you want to take the quiz, that is at kimwoods.com True KLT quiz. That would be a great way to start. Great. And for those who are listening, KLT stands for no like trust, correct? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. So there's one last thing that I always like to end each episode with, and that is just giving you 30, 60, 90 seconds to say anything that you want to say to the listeners, whether it's related to what we're talking about, totally out in left field or whatever. But if you, if you could just speak to the listeners from your heart, what would you say? I would say that life is way too awesome to be satisfied with being less than who you are. Right. So if you if you're feeling that like, oh, I don't really know or or I'm not truly satisfied, if you don't wake up every morning and go, oh, my God, I'm so lucky to be alive, then you want to start looking at that and you want to start looking at the areas of your life and say, what needs to be adjusted? A lot of times, you know, we think of change as being really big and really, really enormous. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a tweak here and it's a tweak there. And, and just recognizing that and knowing that you have brilliance to share with the world and you have a birthright of being wildly successful. And it's definitely up to your definition of success. And that's different for everybody. But you should feel it and you should feel satisfied. Awesome. I love that. I can't say it any better myself. So on that note, we'll wrap up the show here. And I just want to say thanks for coming and sharing so much of, of yourself with us, Kim. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Derek. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Big Life Show. If you're a six or seven figure business owner who'd like to be on the show, we'd love to talk about it. Just visit biglifefinancial.com slash guest to get the ball rolling. And if you heard something you loved on the show today, don't be shy about sharing it. And if you do, be sure to use the hashtag smallbusinessbiglife so we can see that you're sharing the love. And heck, if we swoon over your post, we might even pass it on to our many thousands of followers to help share the love and the spotlight with you. Speaking of love, if you like today's show, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You know why? Because then you'll never miss another episode and you can get all the motivation, inspiration, and insights with every new episode. Also, if you want to see everything else we're up to on YouTube, social media, or even in real life, you can always visit us at biglifefinancial.com. Well, that's it for today. My name's Derek Venice, and I want to personally thank you for being a part of the small business big life movement. Now get out there, create more than you consume, love people more than you need to, 
and believe in magic because yes, it does exist. Thank you.